welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Kiss Means means Forever! This is the podcast that talks about not just your favorite made-for-TV romances, but also your second favorite made-for-TV romances, and possibly your third favorite made-for-TV romances. Um, The kind that you love to hate and hate to love. And we're talking about the kinds you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, all that jazz, but this time we are going into... Netflix territory. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta do a Christmas Netflix movie because they're full in on this game now too. Absolutely, um, it's required. Um, I'm so excited, Katie. <laughs> oh my god, me flipping too. Um, so today we're gonna be talking about the Princess Switch switched again, again, again. It happened again. We did it again. <laughs> I, I just can't express how happy I am to talk about this movie. Um, it originally dropped on Netflix on November 19th of 2020, so this year. Um, and there are... I, I, I pulled two synopsis. One's from Netflix, and one is from IMDb. And I feel like you kind of need both. <laughs> um, so from ne- Netflix, says... When Margaret's Christmas coronation complicates her love life, her double Stacy steps in to save the day. But will a third lookalike ruin their plan? So that's number one. And IMDb, <laughs> IMDb says, when Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanaro and hits a rough patch with Kevin, it's up to her double Stacy to, to save the day before a new lookalike party girl Fiona foils their plans, which I think is sort of a better synopsis. I agree. And the movie stars three Vanessa Hudgenses. Oh, she's so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Palladio and Nick Sagar. But really, it's about the three Vanessa Hudgenses. Completely, 100%. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so since this is a sequel, we're going to give you a quick recap of the Princess Switch movie numero uno. So here we go. Vanessa Hudgens plays Stacy, a baker from Chicago. Her best friend Kevin essentially tricks her into a baking competition in the small European principality of Belgravia. There, Stacy literally runs into Margaret, also played by Vanessa Hudgens. Um, and she is the duchess that is engaged to the prince. So Margaret is engaged to the prince, and then uh, Stacy is the baby from Chicago whose friend is Kevin. Great, great. Um, so, but because they are identical strangers, the two decide to switch places and give Margaret the chance to live life like a normal person for once. So Margaret spends a few days with Kevin and his daughter Olivia, while Stacy spends her time with Prince Edward. And so after they switch back, Stacy wins the baking competition, but Margaret has to give out the prizes to this baking competition, which forces them to come clean. But it all works out because Stacy and Edward have fallen in love. Edward is the prince. They are now in love. Hooray! And, as luck would have it, so have Margaret and Kevin. So they're in love too. A year later, Stacy and Edward are married. 
Yay! <laughs> uh, so, movie two begins a year after Stacy and Edward's wedding. Life seems to be going relatively well on their end, uh, but Margaret has sort of randomly been tapped as the next ruler of her small European principality, Montanaro. <laughs> Uh, because she is now going to be a queen with a coronation <laughs> on Christmas Day, she and Kevin have split. So Kevin is depressed, so Stacy makes it her mission to get Margaret and Kevin back together, and Olivia is on board. <laughs> uh, so Stacy, Edward, Kevin, and Olivia all arrive in Montanaro. You have to say it that way. You, you really do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they all arrive in Montanaro about a week or so before the coronation. Edward wants to spend some quality time with Stacy, but it's feeling like Stacy is too busy to make time for him. Kevin and Margaret also want to spend time together in order to figure out what went wrong between them, but Margaret's duties keep getting in the way. And so does Antonio, who is Margaret's chief of staff, who wants to be more than just a subordinate. Yeah, though also, I think he would always be a subordinate because she is the ruler, but it's fine. That's true. He would be the consort. Yes, the prince consort. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so at the Christmas ball, Margaret's cousin, Fiona, arrives with her entourage of two and is also played by Vanessa Hudgens. It turns out Yay. that Fiona, despite having received a large inheritance from her father, is broke. And resorting to pickpocketing for money, which is such a weird thing that is happening in this movie. Um, and she is upset that Margaret is the one who gets to be queen and not her. So she concocts this elaborate plan to kidnap Margaret and take her place. Uh, because they're also identical, though people seem to not notice. So if Fiona can be queen, even for like a short amount of time, she can steal a bunch of money and then skedaddle. So meanwhile, in order to give Kevin and Margaret some alone time, Stacy and Margaret switch places again. So Stacy goes in Margaret's place to a concert while Margaret spends the day with Kevin. But it is at the concert where the kidnapping from Fiona and the Minions happens. So Stacy is the kidnapped one, not Margaret. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like this is like you need a diagram to follow it all. I know. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Margaret arrives back at the palace and attempts to switch back with Stacy. Um, and she is met by someone who claims to be Margaret. And she's like, What is happening? I'm Margaret. You're Stacy. What? So, Fiona, as Margaret, fires Margaret's right hand woman, breaks up with Kevin. And moves the coronation to that evening. So Margaret is like, well, I know I'm Margaret. <laughs> and I know that Stacy wouldn't do that, so that's not Stacy. So she has to go to Edward and be like, hey, we did a switch. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily for her, the important people, which are Edward, Edward's manservant, Frank, and Margaret's secretary, Mrs. Somebody, who have already forgotten her name, all believe her, even though nobody else does. And in tracing back the timeline, they figure out that the imposter Margaret is Fiona. So, figuring that Fiona must have Stacy at her estate, 
the four of them drive off to rescue her. But meanwhile, Kevin and Olivia head to the airport because they're heartbroken because Fiona broke up with them. Sad. Um, Stacy manages to get herself out of the cellar she was locked in and make her way outside just as Edward and the gang arrive to save her. Um, I like a woman who can take care of herself, so good job, Stacy. Um, and then Fiona's lackeys are quickly arrested. At the palace, Antonio has essentially instantly figured out that Fiona is Fiona and he wants in on her scheme. Um, and they are mid-coronation when Margaret, Stacy, Edward, and their staff show up at the church to stop it. And while Antonio initially calls Margaret the imposter, everyone quickly caves and admits the truth, which halts the proceedings and gets Antonio and Fiona arrested. And then also Fiona sort of volunteers that she broke up Kevin and sent him away. <laughs> Yeah, once the truth comes out, she's just kind of like, you got me. <laughs> Oops. So with the minor coup taken care of, everyone rushes off to the airport to stop Kevin. They make it just in time and convince him that Margaret was not the one who asked him to leave. Margaret spontaneously then proposes to Kevin right there in the airport, and upon spotting a priest buying a coffee, convinces that priest to perform the ceremony right then and there. So, on Christmas Eve, at the airport, we have another royal wedding. Yay! <laughs> the next day, Margaret is crowned queen with everyone in attendance, including her prince consort. Stacy and Edward have talked about their relationship issues and agree that they need to make time for each other. Uh, Fiona is there, but with guard detail. Uh, all the staff is still working because they weren't actually fired. Everyone's happy. And so both couples that kiss for the first time in the first movie are now married. So we have proof again that one kiss means forever. Hooray! <laughs> okay. I have to say, Katie... I'm most excited to talk about our Across the Universe because it, yes. it's going to be a deep dive. Yep. But there's a few things I think we do need to discuss first. For sure. And I decided to go a little bit light on mine because I know how excited you are to talk about this movie. So I think your what the fucks will always trump. Yeah. I don't want to say trump anymore. So I know that your what the fucks will be so much more exciting than mine. Uh, I don't know, but there, there's one I'm really excited about and one I'm less excited about, but I'm excited about anyway. Why don't you go? <laughs> sure. So my first what the fuck moment is kind of dumb, but okay. So there's like this party, right, where we first meet Fiona and Margaret gets dressed up and she's wearing this dress that we'll talk about later. Um, and she sees Kevin and Kevin asked her to dance because Kevin's kind of like marking his territory because Antonio's kind of coming in on it. So he asks Margaret to dance. But when they're dancing, <laughs> their choreography is basically like step touching in a circle, like teeter tottering in a circle, <laughs> spinning in place, like really, really bad eighth grade dancing you would do with your friend ironically <laughs> I, I think that's the best way I can describe it and so I'm like kind of watching them look at each other dancing and kind of going do 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 
<laughs> I don't think I picked up on that. It was pretty funny to watch. It only happens for like a split second, but I had to like go back and watch it. And I go, why is that? Usually we get like a waltzy yeah. thing, but no, no, it was just a beep, beep, beep. You know, beep. Vanessa Hudgens had too much to do. <laughs> she couldn't learn, a da- learn dancing too. Right. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about, and this this might just be a me thing. And I, I genuinely want to know about the screenwriting and like when this happened because when Stacy flies to Chicago to basically pick up Kevin and Olivia and force them to go to the coronation, she walks into the bakery that they all own together, but he runs right. and he's in like sweats and you know, he, he's in, he's in breakup clothes. <laughs> um, Poor Kevin. Yeah. And the line that they say to each other is, he says, you look fantastic. And she says, and you look comfortable. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah. Okay. When did the Tide Half Wash commercial come out? Well before this. Because, like, I literally was like, I've seen this commercial before. It is, like, you... You look amazing. Yeah. You look amazingly comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, that that commercial's been around for, like, five years. Like, I, my note says, am I supposed to think it's half-washed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen that commercial so, so many times that I was just like, really? That was, that was what you went with? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you with that. Uh, my next what the fuck moment is kind of like a love hate thing for sure because I have such a love hate relationship with Fiona's minions and I already forget their names, but Mindy and Reggie or something like that. Sure. So they are your stereotypical, like lock, stock, smoking barrel, Cockney English gangster people, um, but also twelve and in shiny clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So they're like, if the Kardashians met Jason Statham, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> but we're also incompetent. No, it's, yeah. it's more of like, if the Kardashians met the wet bandits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or or better yet, Horace and Jasper from there you 101 go. Dalmatians, because yeah. then we get our Cockney. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 100%. They are, they are the modern day... Young Horace and Jasper. Absolutely. Um, but one thing I really like, okay, so I actually think they're legitimately funny in a lot of ways. They're smarter than Fiona in a lot of ways, even though they're all very stupid. <laughs> At least they can put together a plan, even though Fiona takes credit for these plans. But during the moment where Stacy is escaping, she comes up with this whole great scheme about um, pushing... There's like a, a wine cask or something that she ends up getting, like getting to roll in his general direction. And there's a brilliant bit of classic slapstick comedy where Reggie or whatever his name is, like jumps up on this cask and kind of does like the, 
American Feral, gladiator, like yeah. spinny, spinny thing. And so he's just kind of like, as if he's a bear in a circus. And then, <laughs> then he finally goes away and like crashes and hits his head and whatever. But the fact that a gag like that is in this movie, I cannot decide if I appreciate it or if it's just that dumb. <laughs> I am totally with you because that whole scene, the escape scene, is sort of out of a different movie. Yeah. It, like, I'm just like, this doesn't, I, I don't dislike it on its own. It just, like, that was not the movie that you presented me with. It, absolutely. It's a completely different <laughs> brand of comedy yeah. that, they're, that they're dealing with. And it's, it, I, I, it was baffled me and I loved it. <laughs> Um, so here, I have this problem with the premise of this movie being that people close to Stacy and Margaret cannot tell them apart. Mm. Because I don't know this for a fact, but it certainly seems like anecdotally that when you get twins, like identical twins people start being able to tell them apart once they know them well. Yeah. And I just don't believe that Edward can't tell the difference between Stacy and Margaret. I know. If it if he can't, I think it's kind of traumatic. Yeah. I just, like, I'm very upset by it. And especially when Antonio, like, walks in and is like, oh, you're Margaret. <laughs> or or you're, you're Fiona, rather. Like, Well, he does kind of say that he notices the pinky tattoo that she has right but i don't know if he caught on first or what right but also like the pinky tattoo is a very small b why does he know that fiona has it yeah i I don't it's just like i didn't buy it i don't buy it as a premise i also you know they have the whole thing about like they can't tell edward initially and i'm like but why (laughs) like yeah I, i don't get it like there's they tell everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, I also found that troubling. Why does it hurt Edward to give Margaret this chance to be with Kevin and know that Stacy's going in her stead? Like, why is that? Like, he I, might be like, "You girls, that's right. not a great idea." Like, he may not but like it's not the, hurting anyone, right? It, it just made absolutely no sense to me. Deception. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I do not understand that part of the plot of no. like why that's a thing. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I I didn't think that I thought that, but now that you bring it up, I agree. <laughs> um, my final what the fuck moment that I wrote down is again a small one, but I think it's worth mentioning because you know I'm getting married and I there's all sorts of like wedding tropes that you find and stuff. So we're talking about the well, first of all, the whole airport wedding is what the fuck. <laughs> Just in general. But what's a bigger what the fuck is, A, luckily he has this ring that he bought for her six months ago in his pocket, accessible, that he puts on her on his, on his her finger. Like, he didn't know that she was going to be there. He just happens to be in his jacket, not in a box or anything. I think no. it's just in his jacket. I think it's just, yeah, I think I think it's just, yeah. like, a loose ring. He just, loose ring, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but impromptu wedding in an airport 
where the background music is still fucking Pachelbel's Canon. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. If you listen oh. closely, the Whoa. wedding song, the biggest wedding cliche possible is playing Pachelbel's Canon during your wedding. Yeah. And it still happens in this movie. Wow. I, I miss that. Um, well, my last what the fuck also involves or relates to the airport. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a much bigger general thing. Because is this a world, or really it's all of these worlds that they create in these movies that have royalty. No one has any kind of security. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you would think they would learn at this point. So their only security is their secretary, which is a stupid arrangement. Because she got kidnapped. Because of course she did. Because she doesn't have any fucking bodyguards. Like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> I love that secretary. I mean, she's she's great. But where are her bodyguards? You're right. You're right. <laughs> like, these people do not have any staff. <laughs> Montanaro doesn't have the budget for security detail. Well, it's Montanaro doesn't. Belgravia doesn't. Um... Like, this is not the only movie where I've had this particular complaint about royalty, where they don't <laughs> have anybody with them that is, like, protecting them from the crazy people who make the movie plot go. <laughs> that is a good point. Maybe you should make that a Hallmark Hallmark. Maybe I will. We'll see. Um, speaking of which, are we are we all set? Um, I think so. We can go Hallmark to Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, I didn't write too many down. Um, I don't I have think... a ton. But, yeah, you know. Um, so my first Hallmark Hallmark is they have a flower fight. They in are they're in a kitchen. They're baking, so they must fling the flower at each other. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have. You got to give. Olivia, precocious child. Yep. Even though she is, I want to say, a different precocious child than she was in the last one. This recast. Is, yeah, this is the one recast moment that I noticed in this movie. Yep. Um, we have an evil scheming woman, <laughs> which I didn't have, but I was thinking about it since we've been playing so much Christmas bingo yeah. that um, I had to add it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We have a let's decorate the house slash castle montage. <laughs> montage. Decorated montage. Um, and I have the reappearance of that magic man. Yeah. Um, the, in the first in the who, first one, there's this like weird magical old dude that somehow for some reason follows them from Chicago to Belgravia. And he appears in Montanaro um, as the cab driver. He's yeah, taking Kevin to I, the... I, like, Kevin seemed to think that he might be Santa. In and the first one? No, in this one. Like, he, oh. he like, turned around and was like, no, no. Like, like it was weird. Like I No, I think he recognized him from the first movie. You, but did he be, see them him in the first movie? I think so. Because, oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't re- I wanted to rewatch the movie to, to prepare for this podcast but i didn't so sorry <laughs> dock my pay Hannah. <laughs> um so that was one of my two so yay um <laughs> so then my last one is we have a friend in stacy who is 
overly invested <laughs> in Margaret's love life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. Pretty parade. Pretty parade. Um, I have three minor pretty parades. <laughs> okay. But they're all pretty parades. I didn't go with the, the negative. So okay. my first and I feel like most important is we get like three whole seconds of a shirtless Edward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we like, that is not something you see very often in these kinds of movies. And I was like, yep, I'm here for it. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> um, so that was number one. My second one was M Margaret is wearing this maroon dress when they have the flower fight. And I just thought, like, it was very my kind of style. Like, yeah, like sweater dressy almost. Sweater kind of dressy like. on the top, but, like, 50s A-line on the bottom. Mm. And I liked it. Um, and then my third minor one is at the coronation, Margaret's boobs looked great in that dress. <laughs> They are just like, hello world. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, like, I'm changing my mind. I have two now because I, I actually quite liked that dress at the coronation. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like the perfect, since we didn't have a royal wedding, it was white still. So it was kind of evocative of a wedding dress, but You know what cleanly. it looks like to me? And not in a negative way. It looks like Anastasia's dress. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it, it looks like the the final ball scene in the animated Anastasia. You're not wrong. You're <laughs> like absolutely. It's the same style. Yeah. Um, I I quite liked it, but you're right. The boobs were glorious. <laughs> um. So my my okay. So my major pretty parade, in a kind of an alignment with. Um, Edward is Kevin in this movie like okay so Kevin in the first movie is cute enough right he's good looking especially when he has his shirt off moment that is divine however Kevin a couple years later with a beard is nice I was like I kept staring at him I'm like did you like eat something magical that just made you so much like more handsome or is it just the beard? I don't know. I was all about Kevin in this movie for sure. My half pretty parade is I just really liked the um, red fascinator that Fiona wears. Um, she, she does some in reconnaissance, I should say um, at the palace and comes mm -hmm. to visit and she's wearing this really cool like red fascinator. That's all like red felt wire. Yeah. I, I know. But it was cool. Um, but my anti <laughs> was Margaret's party dress, which I really wanted to like when she... and Okay, so it was like this white slash silverish gown that also exposed the bosom quite a bit, but then had all of these pink and red flowers all over it. And when she first entered the scene I was very struck by it I went ooh but then I went oh because there's just something about it that makes her look frumpy and I'm not entirely sure how you make Vanessa Hudgens of all women look frumpy because it, it, it makes her look squat it almost borderlines on like 
I don't know, old grandma pattern in some ways. It, it went over, I don't know. Maybe you can explain what's wrong with it. I don't know if I can, but it did evoke a feeling of a princess for Christmas ball dress. Sure. That's sort of what I got from it. I just wish then it might not have been empire wasted in yeah, such it, it, a way. It was. I don't. It wasn't empire wasted, but it was. It was high. It was like yeah. it was like true waste, uh, and I think that might have been the problem. It should have been like hips or maybe. something. I don't I'm know. not. I'm not sure. Listeners, take a look <laughs> and decide for yourself. But I think I would have liked the same idea of the dress just done differently because yeah. I agree with you like the style of it is great Christmas party dress but yeah I don't know it, it wanted I like was like I couldn't I honestly was sitting there like do I like this or hate this I don't know <laughs> yep same all right all right um, Hannah I think this is you so we've got to talk about the across the universe Absolutely. Um, okay. So I have a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts. <laughs> and I've thought about this way too much. Because it makes no sense when you think about it. I'm excited. So the, the Across the Universe is that at the coronation, uh, there is a pan of King Richard and Queen Amber standing there as coronation guests with their baby and they are the um, Christmas Prince couple from so Netflix's other Christmas royalty movies. Yes. <laughs> Movie series. Yes. Okay. So this is you know that that's that's a good across the universe. Great, except for the fact that in Princess Switch One, they watch a Christmas Prince. Okay, I have ideas. But go ahead. <laughs> So, like, I, I was very, like I, like, I had a whole theory about how uh, A Christmas Prince was a real, w was a movie in this world, but, like, Aldo Aldovia was a real country um, in the world that a night, uh, what is it, a, a night before Christmas yeah. takes place in because you can't have Vanessa Hudgens being... 17 Poor people. people. <laughs> um, but apparently you can. So, so was, is a Christmas Prince a documentary? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, it, that it's uh that it was a slice of life documentary or, or, uh, I don't, I, or they were playing but, themselves. But when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, they're doing a tangled in, uh, frozen kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but then I started, then I remembered that they do watch it. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And I remembered your whole theory coming to light on our night, night before Christmas. Yeah, right. Podcast, I, like, so. I, it would not be a problem if they hadn't watched this movie, but they watched the movie. And so it's a problem and it makes no sense. And I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Because also, Margaret clearly did not note, like, if, if, it's a, if it's a documentary, if we go with it's a documentary, Margaret did not know these people as of two years ago. Ah. 
because of her reaction to that movie. Like, it wouldn't... What was her reaction? I don't remember. Uh, they had hot cocoa, and she sobbed. She she full-on, like, had all the feels for their love story. <laughs> well, I, well, maybe she did know those people because maybe she grew up with King Richard or whatever and knew his story and was so excited that they found love. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just making shit up I was like who hung I I want to believe in magic (laughs) yeah so I had a lot of problems and I basically lost my shit at that point (laughs) the Christmas prince and princess switch (laughs) um but speaking of them uh, it made it I, I went on a rabbit hole of thought process. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> because this movie essentially posits that there are three teeny tiny little European countries, monarchies, where the crown prince or king or queen, you know, the, the rightful ruler uh-huh. found an average American... <laughs> And married them. (laughs) (laughs) And just that idea in itself cracks me up. (laughs) I love it. America is infiltrating. And then we find out that they're all just infiltrating these principalities to take over Europe for World War III. (laughs) I was like, what What is this? It's like, do do people from Chicago and somebody from New York... (laughs) And they're just like, and, and they all want to keep their regular jobs. Serious. <laughs> because of the American work ethic. If I was a princess, damn it, I would be like, I'm going to take like five years off and just like do charity work, relax, pop out a baby or two. And then I'm going to use my prince funds to like fund the arts around the world. Right. Like never in a million years would I be like, you know what I want to do? I want to continue running a bakery. <laughs> so I, that was, that's the across the universe. It's nuts and, and can hurt your brain if you think too much. <laughs> I am so happy you did the thinking, so I don't have to. <laughs> Good job, Hannah. Um, did you have anything for new and noteworthy? Um, I had... A few, actually. Great. Um, did you have any before I just take over? Um, I kind of did. The only thing I thought I thought was sort of new and noteworthy was um, the fact that there weren't as many. Uh, so we didn't have that hijinks of them having to like really prove themselves as the real Stacy and the real Margaret. Like people tend to believe them pretty mm-hmm. quickly, which is not like what we usually see in movies of this sort. And I thought it was kind of noteworthy that Fiona was just like, yep, the jig is up. Oops, <laughs> sorry. Slap on the wrist, cuzzy. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I didn't really think of any. Okay. Well, I think that a lot of this movie is, like, low-key gender-swapped. Huh. Um, so I have a, a few instances. So first of all, Edward is the one feeling that they're rela- that 
the relationship with Stacy is being put on the back burner and he's feeling like neglected. Yeah. Even though he's the prince and she's the the new person who's come into the relationship, you know, like you would think right. that she would be the one that would be left at home with nothing to do, but that's not the case. Like he's like my wife is off doing all these things, and I'm bored, and she doesn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so there was that. Uh, there was the fact that Kevin is the regular person to Margaret's queen. Um, yeah. Usually it is a prince and a, a random normal lady. Um, and also um, I thought it was interesting that Antonio talks to Margaret and it's Kevin who's like, hey, I'm going to cut in because it's almost always the bad guy who cuts into a dance that you're like into or like between the two main people. And I thought it was interesting that it was like the bad guy was the one who was cut out and by the good guy. Absolutely. So it's like that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, and then my other one is that they actually allude to sex in one of these movies because Edward alludes to doing something fun together <laughs> in the bedroom. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, he's, he's trying to seduce uh, Stacy as best he can, and she's not having any of it. Because she's, she's like, she is distracted. just completely oblivious. Yeah. It's like, we could do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, good job. I, I might have watched this movie closely. <laughs> I love it. Um, I did in, not. In, I, I, I will admit, I watched this movie purely for enjoyment. Um, well, but you. you caught things that I didn't catch so we I suppose we're all over the place um did you have any supporting shout outs um I I know I mentioned um Reggie and Mindy and whatever they were called um for my supporting shout out kind of but I also really like um Margaret's uh like staff like her secretary and then whoever that guy is is he (laughs) like the butler but if, Um, if we're talking about old comedy he is like supremely old bits like doofusy like almost three stooges like yeah uh so you've also, you've named my supporting shout out who is frank oh frank <laughs> okay cool um and and i just have he's a nutso character like he's amazing he is i think he's like the um, what is it called? Body man? Is that the term? Of like the like the person who is just like with the prince all the time. So la- in the last movie, he was like the guy trying to figure things out. And like he wanted to be more important than I think he was. And I feel like he's gotten promoted. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, but it's unclear. Uh, and he... He is the driver. He also is the bodyguard kind of person, <laughs> but also maybe the secretary and also maybe the valet. He's he's a man. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades. Um, but he, like his little, like, I know kung fu 
bit was insanity. <laughs> it was great. I loved every minute of it. Cool. So, kiss meter. Kiss meter. Okay, so the kiss that I rated was the kiss at, like, the the park or, like, the... Okay. Whatever you call it, the carnival, the amusement park that they were in. Yeah. Like, it, like that, it, it I was, didn't rate any other kisses. Since. I So I did Stacy Edward kisses as a group and Margaret oh. Kevin kisses as a group. Okay, because I only, I, I felt like Margaret and Kevin was the only one that mattered because Edward and Stacy already have their one kiss means forever. I think that's true. I, I can buy um, that. Um, so I guess I'll just get mine out of the way. I gave I gave the the carnival kiss an eight because I thought that the setting was just really cute. I think that Kevin's a babe, and um, I and I I just kind of want these crazy kids to end up together. And like whether or not it was like a really good like contact kiss, I'm not really sure. I remember I didn't really write anything other than oh that was cute next to it. Um, but I gave it an eight, so must have been nice. Hmm. So, uh, for Margaret and Kevin kisses, I gave them across the board sixes. Oh, okay. Um, Not that, I think the one in the park is probably their best kiss, but I do, first of all, I have a little bit of a problem with Vanessa Hudgens' kissing abilities. I don't know what she's like in real life, but in these types of movies, she seems to never have quite gotten over, like, I was a Disney star. Mm. So she does a little bit of a, like, you know, it's obviously incredibly exaggerated in, like, a Popeye and olive oil kind of way. But she kind of... She does the pucker. She does the pucker. That is, yeah. like, not true. <laughs> I don't find it, like, believable as a, like, way to kiss somebody regularly (laughs) um so uh i have that problem with her just in general and since she's in both uh groups here (laughs) that's happening um and it bothered me more with kevin though because they're supposed to be like finding their way back to each other and being more passionate about it which is why the stacy and edward kisses ended up with a seven even though it's the same kissing, I think it's just because they felt more like married couple, like, see you later, like, mm. love you, bye, kind yeah. of kisses. And I was like, okay, you work. You're fine. I love it. Yeah. Yay. Well, good job. Thanks for providing the kisses across the board. I try. Uh, <laughs> so, Katie, would you watch this movie? Would you recommend our <laughs> listeners watch this movie? Yes, I would. I would recommend watching both this and the OG Princess Switch, um, purely because they are just kind of a good time. Um, uh, our our friend actually like texted me or texted us and was like, "Just watch the Princess Switch too." Millennials love a good Switch movie. It's like in our DNA, um, and I think she may be right because. I don't know. There, there's, there's just, even though this will net, this never happens ever in real life. I love a good switch movie, <laughs> and the fact that it's a princess, like, come on, please. I, I mean, I know Prince and the Popper is like a thing, whatever, but, um, 
Vanessa Hudgens is just kind of a dreamboat. I like watching Vanessa Hudgens. I like. I think that it's really beautiful. Um, it feels like a Christmas story. I don't know. I love it. You should watch it. Hannah, how about you? I agree. I think this. Uh, first of all, I think these this pair of movies is kind of by far the best, like Netflix produced Christmas rom com. This is light years better than a prince a christmas prince um it's better than night before christmas you know these are just way more fun it's like i feel like these are the movies where they were like we know we're not making high quality art and we're just gonna have the best fucking time doing it and you kind of get that it's a spirit of adventure hannah Um, but we hope that you're having an adventurous Christmas. And, and, that and by that, we mean we hope that you're at home. <laughs> yeah. And we hope that your holiday season is still merry and bright, despite the fact that um, we're all separated. So yeah. um, we, we, we're here we, for you. We're here for you, and we're going to get through this because there's a light at the end of this tunnel. There is. So, yeah, this is uh, like the end of Christmas. Christmas is tomorrow. <laughs> Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas time, I hope, everybody, for realsies. I hope you get everything you want from Sienna. <laughs> yeah, or some similar magical creature. Or, or Krampus, or... Uh, Your parents. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, I guess this is towards the end of our tweet-a-thon for Christmas movies, yeah. but... Hallmark will still have premieres, uh, we think, for a good long while every now and then. So um, We'll be there. Yeah. Um, and where can we find us, Hannah? So you can always follow us on the Twitters and reach out to us on the Twitters um, or the Facebook or the Instagram. Uh, all of those fun things. We are one kiss means forever. One and four are numerals. Hooray. And you can also alternately email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com and that is all spelled out like it is on the podcast logo. Yay! Uh, Thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. And you can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Hooray! And happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! And a happy new year. Please. Whew! See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. It's always winter and never Never Christmas. Christmas.